It still exists. Season 1, Episode 19. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 19 of Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast from the Sons of the American Revolution. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Joe Maple. Jim, it is interesting to see and learn how history is constructed. How do we know the stories, the truth? How do we know what happened in Lexington and Concord, in Yorktown, and in the events that led up to the American Revolution? Well, Jim, it is through documentation mostly, through news reports, personal correspondence, and documentation created at the time. For example, most people believe that the best documentation of the day-to-day life of a Revolutionary War soldier comes from a 15-year-old named Joseph Plum Martin. He kept the detailed records of his battles throughout the entire revolution in his personal journal. That journal has since been published for everyone's enjoyment in a book entitled Adventures, Dangers, and Sufferings of a Revolutionary Soldier. Now, one other key genre, for lack of a better word, that helps to reconstruct the Revolutionary War era are the artifacts, the pieces of proof that contribute to the stories that were published, the items that were used every day by those who lived through and fought during the Revolution. It is amazing when you think about the items that still exist today. So let's talk about those. Well, Jim, it turns out that the artifacts that exist today are quite impressive. Numerous museums, personal collection, and families of Revolutionary War heroes have acquired or passed down artifacts that prove the documented history of that era. Items that exist today include George Washington's war tent. That's right. The actual tent used by George Washington exists today. It is in the Museum of the American Revolution in Philadelphia. How about the gunboat Philadelphia? Displayed at the Smithsonian Museum of American History, it is the only American naval vessel from the Revolutionary Era on public view. It was one of the gunships built for the purpose of defending upstate New York from invasion by the British through Lake Champlain. It was sunk by British ships and not raised from the bottom of Lake Champlain until 1930. Well, how about Elijah Church's badge of military merit? As you learned from episode 17 of this podcast, this was the original badge that led to the Purple Heart. It has only been confirmed that three of these were awarded, and two still exist. Elijah Churchill's badge of military merit can be seen at the New Windsor Cantonment State History Site. Of course, we all know that the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution can be seen at the National Archives in Washington, D.C. However, there are 26 known Dunlap broadsides, or which are the original copies of the Declaration of Independence, which were sent to soldiers and communities for reading to the public. These are in the hands of independent collectors, libraries, and historical societies. The last one, which was acquired, was auctioned off and sold for $8.1 million. What about George Washington's teeth? George Washington suffered for most of his life with problems with his teeth. By the revolution in his early 40s, he was almost toothless. So dentures were made for him. They were not made of wood. They were made from some of his own teeth, some teeth from other people, and some from animals. 
His dentures exist today and are in the hands of Mount Vernon. How about the cannons of Fort Ticonderoga? Two of them were taken back to Fort Ticonderoga, where they reside to this day. The key to the Bastille resides at Mount Vernon. George Washington's commander-in-chief flag is at the Museum of the American Revolution in Philadelphia. Muskets, letters, personal items, powder horns, swords, dueling pistols, paintings, they all exist today. What about discharge orders? The Sons of the American Revolution own an Army discharge order signed by General George Washington. Would you believe that the Marquis de Lafayette's carriage still exists and is owned by the Studemaker National Museum in South Bend, Indiana? Benjamin Franklin's walking cane resides in the National Museum of American History in Washington, D.C. George Washington's uniform also resides in the National Museum of American History in Washington, D.C. There are everyday items as well. Bloodletting equipment, wigs, wig scratchers, salt horns, wooden canteens, shoes, belts, cooking equipment, fire starters, bed warmers, slave shackles, and the list goes on. The Revolutionary War era has been well preserved in the form of papers, official records, and artifacts. And we are the beneficiaries. We would encourage you to visit some of the museums that house these artifacts today as it brings you closer to the challenges of that era and helps you to understand the miracle that is the United States of America. The Smithsonian, the Museums of the American Revolution, and soon to exist, Sons of the American Revolution, which will exist in Louisville, Kentucky. They are a tribute to this nation and the men who fought for it. Today, the Sons of the American Revolution salute those many people who fought to preserve the items used by the Colonials. We have the benefit of learning because these items still exist. Paul David Tripp was quoted as saying, in his mind, he held up the artifacts he had collected over the years and wondered about their true value. Well, the value of these artifacts is priceless because we learned from them. Some of these artifacts represent the best of all people, and some represent the worst. American history is not all pleasant and not all something that we're proud of. But nevertheless, we learn from it. It is critical to know what was good so that it can be repeated. It is critical to know what was bad so that it can be learned from and never happen again. But we, the sons of the American Revolution, are thankful that we all have the opportunity to learn from these artifacts, see where where we came from and where we are today. We encourage you to support your historic sites so they can bring artifacts to your community. And you can explore many of these and other artifacts by reading a copy of the Smithsonian's American Revolution, A Visual History, available wherever you buy books or at your local library. We continue to learn and we continue to grow. And for that, we are thankful. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples. And we thank you for joining us today. And be sure to join us for the next episode of Revolutionary War Rarities. This has been a production of the Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org.